0: Trust the only payment solution developed for attorneys and recommended by 47 state bars, LawPay. Calls for midterm election volunteers started earlier this year. And although some areas of the country are reporting a higher number of volunteers for November, there are still opportunities to help, including for lawyers. I'm Stephanie Francis Warren, and on today's episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered, I'm speaking with Marcia Johnson-Blanco, co-director of the Lawyers' Committee Voting Rights Project, and we're talking about how attorneys can help on November 6th. Welcome to the show, Marcia. Thank
1: you. Happy to be here.
0: So I am, as I mentioned earlier, I'm hearing that the calls for midterm election volunteers went out earlier this year than usual. Why was that?
1: Because I think this is going to be a midterm like no other. In 2014, we had the lowest turnout midterm in 70 years. And my prediction is that this upcoming midterm is going to be on par with presidential elections, just given the level of interest following the November 2016 election.
0: I see. And... What are some of the most needed volunteer jobs for attorneys for November 6th or or leading up to November 6th?
1: So the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law, we administer the Election Protection 866 Hour vote hotline. We will have hotline opportunities for volunteer attorneys across the country. Our goal is to uh, recruit as many as 4,000 volunteers to serve in the hotline call centers, but also in field programs in 30 states.
0: Okay. And how many volunteers do you have now, approximately?
1: We have several hundred right now, which is par for the course at this time. But we are going to be going into heavy recruitment mode and hope to get you know, all the volunteers we need by November 6th.
0: What sort of training is involved and what what's the time commitment for that?
1: So the volunteers, depending on where they're assigned, uh, which state they're assigned to, they get very state-specific training on the issues relevant to their state. And then they are also trained on the response process that we use in election protection, the response protocol. So, because of the demands on the Times for Attorneys, we have on demand as well as in person training opportunities available. And the um, shifts are three to four hour shifts, and you can sign up for as many as you like.
0: So, you could do the training online then? Yes, you can. Okay. And you can find that through your website?
1: Yes, the 866. 866- Ourvote.org backslash volunteer. You can find all the necessary information there.
0: Is there a deadline for when you should be? I mean, in theory, could you, you know, do some of the training the day before the elections? Or when is there any kind of deadline to do the training so that you are ready to help?
1: In theory, you can do it up to the day before. But what we start doing is when we fill a particular uh, shift, Or opportunity at a call center, then we would close that opportunity out. If someone really wants to volunteer, and we definitely encourage them to do so, signing up as soon as possible is their best bet to be able to access that volunteer opportunity.
0: Are you guys working with any bar groups or uh, social organizations for people who might be attorneys to do like train a whole bunch of volunteers at once?
1: Yes. So the way we organize our volunteer opportunities on the ground for um, particularly where we're organizing field programs or have local call centers is we have what we call election protection leadership committees. And those consist of working with grassroots and bar partners. So we have partners with affinity bars or state bar associations who are part of these election protection, leadership committees, and they also work to recruit and train volunteers in the states as well, mainly for the hotlines. Those volunteers usually take advantage of the on-demand training.
0: Does one have to go to a center to answer the hotline calls, or can you like do that from your home and have them sent to you?
1: You have to go to a center. Um, the call centers are mainly housed in law firms in our target cities. Ah,
0: what are your target cities?
1: So Washington, D.C., um, we're going to have the hotline being answered from September 25th, which is National Voter Registration Day through Election Day, November 6th. And then on November 6th, we will have opportunities in New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Minneapolis, Miami, Chicago, Denver, Atlanta, Houston, Kansas City, Boston, and Baltimore.
0: Okay. And if, say, you're at a hotline in Baltimore, are you only getting calls about the Baltimore election or you're getting calls from all over the country?
1: What we call our local hotline call centers, and those are the ones outside of New York, Washington, D.C., or San Francisco, they're assigned particular states. So they may have one or more than one state. So it's not just from a city, but it would be a state-directed call.
0: Okay. And what should you, for someone who hasn't done this before and they're doing it for the first time, what should they know going in? What's your advice for them?
1: It's a fast-paced day. Uh, Our volunteers really feel that they are making a difference with um, helping voters because there are a lot of calls that come in from I want to confirm my voter registration to where do I go vote or I'm having this particular problem on election day. And so our volunteers really get a sense of satisfaction in helping voters. And often they're also very stunned by the problems that people encounter when going to vote. I would say the vast majority of us we go to vote and we can do so very easily, but there are significant minority of voters who encounter really um, incredible challenges to vote and our volunteers get to help with that.
0: Can you talk a bit about party affiliation? I'm wondering if some people might think, well, You know, you should be affiliated with a certain party to do this or have a certain role and that might be true in some cases, but I would assume if you're just interested in election protection work, there's people from, you know, both parties are all parties who sign up to do that. Is that correct?
1: That is very true. One of the things we pride ourselves in is that we are a non-partisan voter protection program. We don't check your affiliation at the door. Um, we only ask that you be ready and willing to help voters cast the ballot as needed.
0: Okay. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to speak more specifically about what volunteer lawyers do Regarding election protection work, specifically election day emergency motions. We'll be right back. Did you know that attorneys who accept online payments get paid 39% faster on average than those using traditional payment methods? With LawPay, the only payment solution offered through the ABA Advantage program, you can accept client payments online, via email, or in person, no equipment needed. Visit lawpay.com slash podcast to sign up and get your first three months free. And we're back. I'm Stephanie Francis Warren, and joining me on today's episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered is Marcia Johnson Blanco, co-director of the Lawyers Committee's Voting Rights Project. We're talking about volunteer work attorneys can do with the upcoming midterm elections. So, Marcia, I think something that I've heard some attorneys are specifically interested in would be the work to file emergency motions on Election Day. And one question that comes to mind is to do that, do you have to be licensed in the city where that takes place? Or can you get Pro-Hoc-Vice admittance because some cities might have a bigger need than the state where you practice?
1: Yes. Um, generally, you have to be licensed to file the motion. And those attorneys who are part of our election protection leadership committees work on those filings or preparing to file uh, emergency motions. However, those at hotlines can play a role in helping to uh, file motions. So for example, if you get a call at the national hotline for let's say uh, Florida, where someone has a significant problem and the attorneys at the hotline can help with, getting statements or declarations to support any emergency motion. So even though you need to be licensed in the state to file the motion, there are opportunities to help with any of those emergency motions that may arise.
0: Oh, really? So if you were operating the hotline as an attorney, you would get a statement and then share it with local counsel?
1: Yes, as the need arises. So we've had examples where polling places didn't open on time and we made a decision that we need to file to have the polling places extended at the end of the day so that those who couldn't vote earlier in the day have an opportunity to do so in the evening. And so the volunteers who took that call, you know, they are a part of helping to follow up with the voter and get their information to support any motions that we may be filing.
0: So I'm guessing then For the people who are staffing your hotline as volunteers, they're probably instructed to take detailed within reason notes when someone calls in case you do need it for a statement down, you know, later that day. Is that correct?
1: Yes. And part of the training that we do, we have a database system that volunteers put real time information into called the Our Vote Live Database. And one of the first things we do in training on the calls is to ask for the voters or the caller's phone number, so we can follow up. And then the information is put into the database. And usually, if we see, oh, this is a trend, then we may need to do something about in the courts, then we would ask the volunteers to follow up with the voter and get more information.
0: So does your software for that kind of tell you what the trends are? And also would the volunteer, like if you're an attorney who's volunteering on the hotline and you've gotten three calls about a problem, would you just tell the person who's managing the hotline room, hey, we're getting these calls, maybe we want to do something?
1: Yes. And also you can spot the trend from the database system. So we have Volunteers who volunteered with us over time, um, over the many years of election protection, they usually have what we call a captain status. So they're there to help new volunteers through the process, but also to look for trends and to alert either our, well, we have command centers in particular states to issues and to. Work with them on the best way to address particular issues that come up. It may range from getting in touch with the um, election official's office to let them know a particular precinct has run out of ballots or having a brain trust to think through, okay, what is the best way to address a particular problem that arises.
0: I see. And you mentioned before the break, the Committee for Emergency Motions. If you're an attorney who's interested in doing that at some point, how would you go about working towards that? Anyone
1: who's interested in volunteering, they should go on the 866 org website and sign up and let us know in what capacity you're interested in volunteering. Uh, if someone is interested in joining our election protection leadership committees in planning and organizing for Election Day, we would then put them in touch with that organizing um, body on the ground so they can get involved before Election Day as well.
0: And for that, are you looking for someone who's volunteered a couple of times before or is it more you want someone who was admitted in federal court and is comfortable and knows his or her way around their courthouse?
1: Yes, someone who is comfortable in, and knows their way around the courthouse, but also someone who is willing to help with media outreach, outreach to election officials. There's a lot that goes into planning so that we are ready for Election Day and spotting trends, looking at the um, data from past elections to predict what issues might come up, helping to decide where to deploy volunteers on Election Day based on trends from past elections. So there's a lot to be done in preparing so that on Election Day, we are ready to go from being on the ground, talking to voters and helping them to being ready to file emergency motions as needed. I see.
0: Can you tell me a bit about the work involved for poll monitoring, specifically for attorneys who might want to do that sort of thing in the election?
1: So our attorneys work with our grassroots partners who are at the polling places. And uh, some attorneys want to be on the ground at the polling place. And we have a mobile structure where we give assignments within a certain radius, and our volunteers go from polling place to polling place to check and talk with voters and ensure that they're working well. They have no problems voting. And then we also have grassroots volunteers who may need the assistance of an attorney to follow up on a particular issue that has arisen at a polling place. And so we arm our volunteers with information to hand out to voters to provide information to them. And um, they're also trained, if needed, um, how best to go into a polling place and talk to the relevant election official to try to resolve a problem as well.
0: And if you are an attorney volunteering as a poll monitor, should you be licensed In the state where the poll you are uh, keeping an eye on is or is that not as important as someone who was doing the emergency motion work?
1: Right. You don't need to be licensed to provide information to voters. So anyone who's interested in being at a polling place and talking and helping voters they can do so without being concerned about having to be licensed in a particular state.
0: Okay. And I've heard that you guys in groups like you, you're looking for poll monitors to place in communities that have a history of polling problems. Can you tell me what some of those communities are for uh, the midterm election this year?
1: So it depends on particular states. So we have, for example, if we're looking at Georgia, We know communities that have, for example, consolidated or closed polling places. So there may be people who are not sure where they need to vote. In Florida, we want to make sure that people are voting at the right precincts, because in Florida, if you vote a provisional ballot at the wrong precinct, that is not going to count. If there's a communities where we think there's going to be significant turnout. We have some very competitive historic races going on in some of our states, and we anticipate turnout to be larger than usual. Um, Also states where there are significant ballot measures that have a lot of attention. So we then look at our database and see, okay, which polling places perennially have problems and do a mapping based on that to decide where to place volunteers.
0: Okay. And some attorneys I have heard would like to go to a different state because maybe, you know, maybe you live in Chicago and you might not feel there's as much of a need for you as maybe there would be in a community in Northwest Indiana. Do you send attorneys to your organization or help them find spots not where they live to go and help where they're more needed?
1: We found that the best way that works for us is if there's someone who, can connect with a partner on the ground so they can get the support they need, or there have been times where law firms have sent members of their firm collectively to another state. But the w- thing that we want to ensure is that those who are traveling to other states have the support they need, so we really want them to be grounded to an organization or a firm that could provide that support for them.
0: I see. and. I was wondering, too, is, you know, you may think where the city you live doesn't have too many problems with, you know, polling work and voting issues, but maybe there's more than you might realize and the need in your community is is it's there. Do you think that might be true?
1: I completely agree. I think one of the things we're finding with the lack of civics education in our country is that election administration challenges can be really great um, in some cities, even if, you know, the election official is doing everything they can to help voters. We have voters who don't know if I moved, I needed to update my voter registration. And what does that mean when I get to the polling place? And so we across the country in every city, I'm sure you can find voters who will need your assistance on election day.
0: And I'm sure that you have volunteered in many more Election Day events than most of our listeners have. If you could choose like one of your most rewarding stories or inspiring stories as a volunteer, can you share that with me?
1: Yes, we've had a situation where in Florida, we had a polling place that wanted to close when polling hours ended, but there were still people in line and... The laws in all states are if you're online, even at the time polling is supposed to close, you should be given the opportunity to vote. And staying there at the polling place and calling through to the election official and making sure that the polling place stayed open and everyone in line got an opportunity to vote, you know, I would say is one of the most rewarding opportunities, our experiences I've had with election protection.
0: Okay. And that's everything that we have time for today. I want to thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Of course. And listeners, thank you as well. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of the ABA Journals Asked and Answered.